Hello, and welcome back, Coffee Book listeners. We are continuing on in the middle of page 44 in The Curious Barista's Guide to Coffee, written by Tristan Stevenson. Let's continue. Fair Trade, Organic, and Rainforest Alliance Up until the later part of the 20th century, the stark reality of poverty, exploitation, violence, and political corruption that the coffee industry has aggravated in many countries over the years had been quite well covered up. The ICA, which was renegotiated every five years, expired in 1989 after failing to agree on new export quotas, and parties failed to establish new terms quickly enough. What ensued was a coffee crisis that saw the supply of coffee vastly outweigh the demand. This drove down the price of coffee to only 77 cents or 50 pence per pound as the market became saturated, which spelled bad news for millions of farmers across the world. The Fair Trade Certification, under its original name, Max Havilar, the hero of a 19th century Dutch novel that critiques the practices of the Dutch East India Company in Java, was launched in the Never Netherlands and aimed to standardize pricing no matter what the availability of coffee at the time. Now known by the more familiar name, Fair Trade, the price per pound of green coffee is set at $1.40 or 90 pence, or 5 cents, 3 pence, above the C price, whichever is greater. On the whole, Fair Trade has to be a good thing, if, as it claims, it is giving more money to coffee producers. The critics of Fair Trade will argue that there is insufficient transparency in the process, traceability is poor, only cooperatives can enroll in the program, and that the simple freezing or tracking of prices does little to encourage farmers to improve the quality of their coffee. The other two official certifications of note are Organic and Rainforest Alliance. The former, as with any other product or foodstuff, simply indicates that the farming practices that have been used to produce the product are in line with organic standards. Promoting good soil health and sustainability of farmland. An organic certification has no bearing on quality, though. A Rainforest Alliance certification is often, but not always, partnered with an organic certification, as it goes a step further, requiring certain agricultural practices that promote sustainability and safeguarding of the environment, as well as better welfare standards for producing families and their communities. Specialty Coffee Specialty coffee is a term that has been used since the mid-1970s, to describe coffee of high quality and value that is some way representative of its origin, variety, or growing and pro processing practices. The specialty coffee model sees roasters negotiate the price of a coffee with a broker, importer, leadership representatives from a corroborative, or in some cases, the owner of a mill or a farm itself. Coffee is also sometimes sold at auction in the country of its origin where roasters and importers bid for specific lots. The price paid for specialty coffee varies according to the sea price and its country of origin, but also, of course, according to its quality. Some roasters have, in recent years, begun building relationships with growers and in some cases dealing directly with them, known as a direct trade relationship, see page 28. The obvious benefits are that the farmer gets a fair price, the roaster has improved traceability of his product, and in some cases, the ability to work with the farm on improving future season's crops.
Relationship coffee is another term that is sometimes used by specialty roasters. As with direct trade, the definition is slightly vague. Neither of them are certifiable guarantees, and as such are subject to the possibility of being abused and misused. Relationship coffee usually means that there is an ongoing dialogue between the roaster and the grower in an effort to improve coffee quality and traceability. Chapter 3. Roasting Coffee The Role of the Roaster We all know that roasting the coffee beans is an essential stage on the road to a mug of coffee. But its necessity aside, this keenly observed and succinct process that gracefully traverses the line between science and art is nothing short of meteoric in its lasting effect on the character of the coffee. Decisions made at the roasting stage, as with most things in coffee, are irreversible, and it is for the home brewer, perhaps the most important stage of the entire chain of events, that takes us from farm to cup. I know that's a bold statement, and practically speaking, many of the cups of coffee you are served on the high street likely fall foul through no major fault of the roaster, but it would not be outrageous to suggest that the skill of the person who roasted the coffee that you are drinking right now has a larger part to play in the quality of the cup. This, in a sense, is the quandary of the roaster. To better illustrate this, let's compare coffee to wine. In wine production, the winemaker manages most, if not all, of the quality control points of the product, from growing, harvesting, juicing and fermenting through to filtering and bottling. The quality of the way it is served, however, is secured only by the consumer pouring the liquid at the appropriate temperature and finishing it within a sensible period of time. In coffee, on the other hand, the baton is carried on a frail and tenuous journey, each step accumulating the collective skill of all its previous keepers. The work of the first person and every person afterwards is all for nothing if the baton is dropped on the last leg just as the tireless endeavors of a farmer in Nicaragua are wasted on a clueless barista. Any of the key people in the formulation, or sorry, formation, could claim that their reputation is in the hands of the other key players, as, in normal circumstances, their powers only stretch as far as who they buy their product from, what they do with it once they have it, and who they sell it to. But it is the roaster who plays the most obvious middleman role between the beginning and end, and it's the roaster that we, the consumer, best associate with. Folk will happily stroll into a random cafe safe in the knowledge that their favorite roaster supplies the coffee, while it may be naive to assume that the expertly roasted coffee from Roaster X will be prepared consistently by the hundreds of cafes that it supplies, not to mention the thousands of staff that those cafes employ, it has become clear in recent years that the after-sales support and training that the roaster provides along with the culling of those cafes that fail to uphold the necessary standard, is just as important as the product that gets loaded into its bags. We'll end there today and begin next morning at the top of page 49. Thank you for listening. Good day and good coffee, friends.